are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Welcome to episode 62 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neal. No calling again tonight, Barry. No calling. We will, we will return at one point. This is heartbreaking. If he doesn't, we'll put a, we'll put a, 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 a ATB, APB or something from yeah. Between, yeah. At that's right, we're going to have to get Scan BC on the case. <laughs> <laughs> or even just a, we'll put a wee plaque on the table and always sit at just say like... Aye, in Yeah, a mod, or some sort of like iron statue of Colin. <laughs> um, but apparently we'll return next week and Ooh. we're looking forward Ooh. to returning. <laughs> um, but in a way it's not bad this week because it's quite a, a, a brief week this week because um, we're recording this a day early. Yes. So we're seeing a few less films. So Apologies quite, for that. It's not, not a problem. Um, but once again, as we always are, we're at the Raven. Yes. Um, in a different seat this time. I know, we're sitting in the corner, we've never been here before. We've never been here before, not at the window, we can't even look out and get distracted by, you know... <laughs> you have my undivided attention. We're entertaining for the next 40 minutes. Um, yeah, we can't get distracted by sort of random Glasgow-ness. Yes. Which yes. is, um, yeah, it's always nice to see. Yep. Um, but what are you drinking? Because you are having a drink tonight. I am. It's my day off, so yeah. I am having a Tiny Rebel, and it's... Oh, the ba- uh, sorry, the... The brand is Tiny Rebel, and it's CLWB Tropic, Tropicana. Yeah, it's a tropical IPA. It's like, it tastes a little bit. It's it's got a hint of mango or something in it. It tastes like little. Yeah, it's very slightly. Yeah, but it's nice. Yeah, it's refreshing enough. Yeah. I, I think see if it had maybe a few chunks of ice in it, I think it'd be pretty refreshing. I think. Aye, it's actually, yeah. it actually would actually. It's almost. It's not quite fizzy like a cider, but it's it's very no. very sort of. It's, it's very fruity. Very yeah, light. it's very light. Very light. Yeah, you could probably sit and drink a good couple of them before you get sick. That is the problem with some of the fruity beers. You get them and they're not like that. They get you quite sick and quite early. Like yeah. if you like, like I said, I talked to you all off mic about that one, the uh, Highway Grapefruit one. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you know, one, two, three, or how many of them you ever have. Um, after a couple, it does actually start beginning to sit in your stomach, or you do feel a bit sick and a bit, it's a bit too sweet. Yeah. Um, same with the one the Fortlift, this oh, one Fortlift truck. Same yes. idea. Have four or five of them, you're, you're feeling a bit sick. But that does seem like you can have a few cans of that, and that's going be all right. Aye. Um, I am on Cold Town Beer, which yeah. I think you're a so fan of. Absolute classic. Yes, um, mainly because it was the cheapest thing on the menu today. Um, and I only had a small amount of money on me, so that's I had to just go to the chat. <laughs> I was too scared to order anything else in case it was more than what I had. If they'd done Frosty Jacks, we would have been there. That possibly could have happened, yeah. I think Frosty Jacks are expensive now, is it not? I have no idea. It's because of the whole um, oh, minimum pricing thing. Oh, because of the quantity? Oh, because of the size of it? I think it's percentage of alcohol in it or something. Uh-huh. It's like, maybe they've done the, like, craft beers are already at a high rate, so they're already, the price of them doesn't change. Yes. Frosty Jacks and all that kind of like, like menthol juice essentially yeah, yeah. was that really low price but at a high alcohol content, content. Yeah. when they brought in this minimum pricing thing in Scotland which I don't think it's anywhere else in Britain no, in Scotland, it's just right, Scotland right now once they started checking the shit they realised that something like Frosty Jack that was costing like £1.50 for like a 3 litre bottle <laughs> is now something like £22 for a 3 litre bottle it's like it's something stupid ah, it's like really expensive holy shit not that I drink it just go, I remember looking yeah. at it online and we was going holy crap like stuff like the like the Tesco own brand bitter and stuff like yeah. that, like rattled up in price. You know Tesco and all that are going to stop making their own beers and stuff like the save our beers because oh. it's just not going to be worth it for them. Yeah. You know? um, I, I remember at the time when they brought in the the new laws oh. in regards to pricing of alcohol, a guy jumped in his motor and drove to Carlisle and then came back with a bootload of like um, like red wine and, I and still cider doing that. and all that. I forgot, a bit like people used to do, like they go down uh, to France. France, you go yeah. to South, I forgot to South England, you go to France and like, load up your, your car with food. I think, I don't think it's quite as prevalent now because of like, I'm sure the Carlisle shops got wise to it and just bumped the price up a little bit to try and sort of cut, make, 
cup people doing it. Oh no, cup people used to go like, well, they're going to come over and buy this cheaper. We'll please make it a little bit more expensive, but not as expensive as it is. I hope they It's gone. Um, also, you think about it. Think where like Carlisle is. There's not actually that much of Scotland in between. Like, there's not a no. lot of people in that area. No, there's, like, n- there's nobody. Aye, it's bargain land. Dumfries and Galloway is pretty much the wicker man. You know, there's like fuck all there. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> so there's not, like like one guy who lives in like Dumfries and one guy who lives in like Trinraer, and they're both going across the border. You know. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who's living in Trinrara or <laughs> But it's not a far cry. No, it's pretty, it's pretty but it's desolate, you yeah. know, <laughs> compared to the central belt. Um, but yeah, so both nice beers, like I said, I might get a try to try a purple can at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very brightly flashy can, which yeah. is the reason you bought it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It's how they get me. Mm. Uh, see, to be honest, if you're in the business of making IPA drinks, uh-huh. just make your can stand out. Oh. slightly more from the rest of them and, and you will get people buying absolutely. it absolutely at least one sale out of that yeah and that's the point like I've bought so many beers based on like a stupid name yeah. or a name that I found, found funny yes or like, I like for some reason or the design of the can, can yeah like I think we bought that Einstock one because, purely yeah. because it was a, the cool like I Viking. Viking one it was yeah. like, that's a badass drink we'll have that yeah. and I'll, luckily that time it worked out it was a really nice beer but the amount of beers I've bought that I've, I've been drunk and went like that no, never again is a lot higher than the ones I actually went yes I'll have more of them yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's enough on the booze. That's more booze we normally talk about. Pa- we're padding it out. We're padding out. We have got very little to talk about this week because of, uh, because well, because we've been busy. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with non-cinema viewings. Um, the only thing I've really watched at home. I watched two things at home. One is I've started season nine of Archer. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't started it yet. It's, it's good. I was I was waiting to finish the other one. The other one. Um, I liked it. I'm like I'm enjoying it. Cool. Um, How many I, episodes are into? I'm five into it oh, right oh, now. Oh, okay, so you're deep. I'm deep into it. Um, I'm liking it. I what was the previous one? It was the previous one was season eight. What was it called? It was the woman's in the house. He's a sort of the secret agent. Yeah. Um, no, that's the he's a, a, a PI. Yes. Yeah. I use the cat old times. Old time one, right? So this is it's a similar idea. So he's it's set in the 1950s. I think. Uh huh. Like it's after World War. No, it's World War One, World War Two. It's set in the olden times. Okay. Um, and he's living on an island with everybody, but everyone's playing different roles. Essentially, mother's still his mother. Mm-hmm. But the um, the doctor is a, is a talking parrot. Okay. Lana is like a is a local sort of like residente, mm-hmm. which is in league with the Germans, and the main German guy in it is uh, Cyril. Yeah, 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 him. And also you've got the one who's crazy, um, outlaw country girl. Yes, she plays basically some guy who gets a bang on a wedding day because she shags at Archer. And you've got the big butch one whose name I can never remember. She plays like Archer's like sort of like second in command. Cool. So it's again, it's, it's, it, it seems to be falling on Dreamland. Dreamland. Is the one? Yes. It's kind of falling from that, so you're not entirely sure if this is, and again, another Archer dream, which I'm assuming it is, because it's like it's changed it's, again. Mm-hmm. So, again, very funny. Moments of real, genuine laugh out loud humour. Yeah. A couple of moments, again, like I've noticed in a couple of seasons do fall a bit flat, and you're like, kind of going, it does feel a bit like I don't really know where you're going with this, and it yeah. feels a bit. That's like, what I was going to ask you. Do you, do you enjoy these, like, uh, almost like alternative universe archers I do I like because we've had quite a few now the last few seasons have all been uh, like alternative like universes where the characters do appear it's funny still funny yes um, and I have enjoyed them when they've been done um, if I'm being honest I probably preferred the first seasons when it was like the archer Isis and yeah. even archer Vice was that yeah, that yeah. followed on from them I've enjoyed the ones more than I enjoyed say the dreamland one and the mm. uh, and this one, but again, this one's not finished yet, so I'm not entirely sure where it's going to go. I might end up loving it at the end of it. I'm finding it very funny just now. 
but I'm not mainlining it into my system the way I was when, like, when you told me about the first, about Archer and I watched one episode I think I watched like three seasons and like yeah, back yeah. to back not quite in that they are genuinely funny the uh, early seasons yeah. you know and I think they've said they're maybe doing this season and one more I think and then that's them going to be sort of wrapping up good Yeah. I feel things should always go out on top they should uh-huh. never be punished well you look at the Simpsons because of the aye, because the the studio eh, sorry the TV companies expect another season uh-huh. because they need a time slot exactly is that, if you get the four points like that that's when quality does stuff like, yeah. like the Simpsons is a prime example first yeah. 14 seasons of Simpsons yeah you're the big Simpsons man are yeah. absolute gold like yes. utter gold and then you get since season 14 it's a declining level yeah. of quality there's the odd gem in there as I was going to say the few that I've watched that have been modern ones I've seemed to have been lucky uh-huh. and they have been genuinely enjoyable enjoyable enough but when you compare them to the, like, the first like season 8 for example it's not like just some of the best episodes you've ever seen and it's, and it's not every episode will have maybe in the new seasons will have maybe one good joke in it but if you watch like any episode from a season 110 at least there's a, like the hit rate of jokes in this season of, like, of um, Simpsons at that point is ridiculous like there's like 20 jokes in an episode that are genuinely outstandingly funny yeah yeah whereas now it's like one joke in an episode so it's still it's still got quality but it's just not quite the same level but Archer it's it's fun it's enjoyable still good yes um, still relatively offensive which is good beautiful um, um, I might even watch it tonight as uh, Stacey's back shift so yep. pretty much after half eight it's, it's all yours party time Bad in the you. house <laughs> me and the cat you and the cat it's about Archer what, what more do you want in life um, but yeah, so watch that one. The other one watch I think you've also watched as we finish well I finish and you finish uh, yes. Disenchantment. Yes. The Mac Groening film, uh, sorry, T V show that's on Netflix yeah. now. So I think when we talked talk, talk last week you were you watched the first three, I watched the first two. Yeah, it was early stages, so it was yeah. like early feelings yeah. of it. What do you think about it uh, overall? I think second half it picked up immensely. I thought it really did as well. I I don't know if it's because the characters like start uh, are established now, uh-huh. so they don't really need to deal with that kind of thing. But I just found the writing and the kind of quick wittedness mm-hmm. was on point. I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. maybe the first four, yeah, four and a half took some time to find their, their feet. Yep. But from then on, I thought it was really well written television. Yeah. I thought it was really funny, uh, and also it gets it gets some real pathos, like real real yeah. emotion. Yeah. As well. like ah. That whole thing about the statue. Uh huh. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, nope. Keep it together, but it's just really, it's, it's really touching yeah. at times, and yeah. like, I think that's what took me by surprise. And also, the way it ends, it doesn't end where you think it would end because no. it, it ends on a it does end on a cliffhanger. But it's a cliffhanger you go, I thought they would try and resolve that before they finish because yeah, yeah. you're leaving a lot on the table at that point, you know. Unless, like, you know, when they were discussing it, uh, Netflix and Matt had said, like, we're going to get a second season. You know, yeah. Let's see how the first season goes, but you're pretty much guaranteed a second season, so he's. Yeah written it in a way of keeping it wide open uh-huh. and to be honest that's perfect totally fine and because it, it means then you can come right back in with the second season you don't need to try and like you don't need to try and explain anything mm-hmm. or what the characters have been doing in the cat in between time you can just be like it's finished here second season's gonna start here yeah. what's yeah. interesting about that he's done for the, I think probably for the first time if you, like compared to like say Simpsons and Futurama yes. which are very much episodic yes. there's really not much of an overarching story in them it's, it's all every episode is all self-contained yes. this is very much for a continuing the, the, the story falls over 10 episodes and once again I think this has been has been an idea that's been on his shelf yep. no one's picked it up Netflix has picked it up so because he knows people binge watch yep. I think he's went back and made more of an overarching story because you know, like 
it's only, I think it's just under the 30-minute 30, 30 mark. So Every you, episode about 20 minutes yeah. here. Or so, like, here. people are blasting through them pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Like, I sat and watched three this afternoon before I met you, so, right. to finish it up. So, you know, people are doing it. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, but overall, I think, it, I think it's a really solid show. Absolutely. And I think it's well worth its time. Like I said, it, it does take up, I think the first three, do, they're not they're good, but they're not great, and they do have a little bit of, you know, a bit of effort going through them, and it's yes. maybe not the best foot forward those three. But after that, I think it, it really does pick up to speed. It really, it's really interesting. And yep. It's really, really, like I said, a lot more emotion, a lot more drama, and a lot more sort of, just a lot more feels than I really expect from an animated TV show. Absolutely. And it, and it covers some really interesting areas. It still blows my mind, still to this day, no matter who it is, if it's like Family Guy, Disenchantment, do it. Futurama was the first one I can't really pay attention to. And even like, I think South Park have started doing it as well. It's like pretty much a 2D cartoon. It will go 3D From in the world. Uh, it pure melts my mind because I'm mean, like, it looks so cool. I've got a pan. I think Futurama was sort of the first one to kind of do it, wasn't mm. it? The basic Futurama. Not didn't do it a lot in the TV. It was a lot of the, the map backgrounds, a lot when it done yeah. the, open, the opening sequence. sequence yep. was very much in that vein. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird look. Yeah, every now and again it just catches me and yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so awesome. So cool it just it just brings the world that extra pop. It, does, it like, does work very well, and I think, it, I mean, if you're a fan of The Simpsons and stuff like that, you'll enjoy the animation because it is sort of very much in the Simpsons Futurama world. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a better show. It's not getting a lot of, a lot of heat, which I'm really surprised at. I think, I think it's going to be a grower. I think, I think, see, the more people get to the finish end, yeah. and they go, hey, honestly, stick really with good. it. Yeah. Three, four episodes. They're a bit ropey, but honestly, stick with it. I think folk will, and I think it'll either get to a point where folk will start hearing recommendations, or they've watched pretty much almost everything, and, and, they'll, it, and yeah. there'll be a slump in releases, and then they'll go and watch it. No, definitely. I mean, it's like, I'm very surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, as we said last week, it's been confirmed for a second season, season anyway. So, and the thing is, even Jill liked it as well, which I was really surprised at. Yeah, because well. yeah, she's so not a fan. She's not a fan of Simpsons. She's not a fan. Definitely not a fan of Futurama. Generally, um, just hates Matt. She, she, I, she's, she's anti Macaroni for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you get a chance to watch it, definitely worth a watch if you're looking for something on Netflix. Yeah. So we'll talk about now we're on to cinema stuff. We'll talk about some movies that are out in cinema. We're still out in cinema this now. Um, the first film we saw in cinema is a film called The Spy Who Dumped Me. Yes. Uh, directed by Susanna Fogel, who is, I think, pretty much like a, a TV director, but she has done a film called Life Partners, which I've not seen, but I have heard is pretty funny. Okay. Um, so the plot of this film is that Myla Kunis has been dumped by her boyfriend. Turns yes. out her boyfriend is a spy. And he hidden something in her house, and people are coming to get that off them. So they escape from the situation and have to try and basically hook up with go to try and deliver this package. Yes. Once they get to Europe, all other sort of interesting things unfold. Yeah. Basically, the idea, yeah. That's pretty much the plot. So, Myla Kuna says she's the main role in it. You've also got Kate McKinnon, who yes. is joint co star, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you've got Justin Theroux playing the spy boyfriend, if you know uh, The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. He's in that. Um, Sam, I think, Hagen, Hagen. He plays the sort of other spy. He's a Scottish guy from Dufferson Galloway, the one person Dufferson Galloway. <laughs> Who's uh, now abandoned it. Who's now abandoned it, yeah. <laughs> um, he's an Outlander, if you're watching that TV show, which I haven't, but apparently he's very, very big. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also Gillian <laughs> Anderson pops up in it as well, which made me happy. Mm. Um, what do you think of it? Um, I wasn't blown away by it. Alright, okay, fair enough. I can't see me ever watching this again Seriously? I think it's a one and done in the bin not like, even like a Sunday afternoon sort of a throwaway unless like <clears throat> I did watch it myself mm-hmm. unless like Stacey wants to watch it right. then I would I would go back to it again purely because of the tone of the movie's not too heavy you can kind of tune out and still catch up with what you've been missing 
Um, also, they're good. Kunis and McKinnon are good together. Yeah, they are. It's a real good double team. They make it worthwhile. Absolutely. I'm much the same as you. I was not blown away with the film, but I did enjoy them together. I yeah, they were yeah. very funny. They work really well off each other. Absolutely, they can. It was it was a good tag team. I did uh-huh. I did enjoy that aspect of it. Uh-huh. Um, Is that the McKinnon? I thought she's she is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. She's I like how she's playing this kind of like in the last few movies I've seen her in. She's playing this kind of like quirky. Um, off the beaten track probably shouldn't be an actress but you know she's playing it well I like it uh-huh. I, like, I like that kind of vibe about her yeah and yeah. I like the fact that Kunis in a lot of films recently she's not afraid to get like, kind of like sort of nasty yeah like she gets sort of she doesn't mind squares doesn't mind getting like bloodied up and stuff like that doesn't mind getting dirty and stuff like that I think that's good so, so normally she might be a little bit of a pissy girl and I like yeah, sort of yeah. too good for that she's like nah fuck you I get the stunt double in ah, she, she seems to really get involved in it which I think is really good um, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on the same as you I, I may be a little bit more up on it um, yeah like I said, it was them that made the film watchable for me. The two uh, of them together is the only thing that makes it really enjoyable. Yeah, I think, see, if you had taken them two out and you had replaced them with even two guys... just Not, not going to work. No, it no. just... It seems, it seems to be them two that made this film stand out. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, you said about the tone, it is quite light. Yeah, it's a light tone, but it does sway into sort of really graphic violence at times. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a lot more, it's a lot, over, a lot more over the top violence than I really expected from this type of film. Yeah, you didn't expect it. It was almost, um, it was almost, it almost felt like, at some moments when I was watching it, it did almost hint very closely to being like a Jason Bourne movie. Oh, you know what I mean? It's almost like a Jason Bourne film where, oh, this is not working as a Jason Bourne film, let's throw some gags into it and we'll get out of it, we'll get a comedy out of it. And yeah. it, seemed, it felt a bit like that, because that scene in the, the restaurant, Yeah, it's like, oh my God, it's, like, it's really brutal. Yeah, yep. some really nasty stuff. And you know, that's, that's not what I expect from this comedy. Oh, when they're, uh, when they're first tied up with the gymnast, uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, what is it, and then Kate gets punched in the face, uh-huh. And then later on, when the gymnast comes round to punch uh, Myla. Uh, Myla in the face, and then Kate turns down and goes, It's alright, it's not that bad. Ah, it's like she, like that. At the same time, she's bloody, it's like she's like a bloody gushing out of her. That yeah. did make me chuckle. I was like, You know what, that's, I like it. That's the thing about it. I think it knew what it was, and I think that's I think it did as well. Um, I'm I, I, Sorry, but. Sorry, I judge comedies on like, doing a laugh at it, and I must have laughed at least a good four or five times yeah. at it. There's enough jokes in it to make it funny I'm also really tired of the whole American joke about them not being able to drive gear stick yeah, it seems a bit, bit dull isn't it? it's been done before it's it's worn out now it's yeah. like you must understand it and I think that's one of the things that maybe brought it down for me was it felt a bit well it dragged in the middle a little bit yes. a bit of a chunk even and Jill was that was her main complaint it felt like it was a film that got to an end and then went on for an extra 15-20 minutes but didn't have to aye they could totally have tightened yeah. it right up again um, and it felt a lot of stuff was like skits yes put, like, the, like funny moments but with a bit not enough cohesion in yes. them like some of the students like, they're like they're funny in isolation but how does that advance the plot and they feel like okay we've done we've already seen you do that you don't really need to do that again mm. um, and I think that's maybe brought down a lot with me compared to other films that have been out in recent memory I think it's slightly better than American Ultra Okay. Have you seen American Ultra? I have not. It's one with Jesse Eisenberg and Twilight Lady. Um, oh, aye. You know what I'm talking about? Can't yes. remember her name. Um, her. Um, <laughs> it's weaker than that. Sorry, it's better than that, but it's not as good as Spy, the one with Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Which I think is a fantastically funny yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Spy is a, is a much better. And if I was to watch a film, in a, they're, both, they're both in similar veins. If I was to watch a film again, I'd watch Spy again. Mm. Or even Get Smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over watching this one again. But yeah. I, I, if you're watching like, a Sunday viewing... Yeah, it's not a bad film. No. Like, we're just saying we've watched it. 
we're probably not going to return to it any time soon. It is disposable. It's very, much very disposable. Watch it once. You probably will forget most of the stuff and everything you hit the, hit the dog. Remember, for the night, for the hour and ten minutes you're watching, no, hour and fifty minutes you're watching it for. Yeah, it does feel like that. Um, you're watching it for. It does feel like you're you're giggling along for most of it, and you you can enjoy it for that time. But after you leave the cinema, it's pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't like all the all the kind of twisting between who's the bad guys, who's the good guys. Yeah. I like I like that. That was like a good thing about. Kind of keeping the pace yeah. up, you it know. Most, it, it's mostly okay. It was most like I said. There's nothing. That's the thing. It's a bit. Yeah, it's, it's not groundbreaking. It's, it's not groundbreaking, and there's nothing particularly bad in it. And I think there's nothing. There's nothing particularly brilliant in it either. Yeah. You've, this is a film that'll be on both these people's resume. And you go, yeah, it's an alright film, but all both of them clearly have done way things better. You know, things much better. This is definitely a movie that will appear on the demand services. I think really quickly. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. And then people, people, and one of some people watch when you know, very, you know, watch it. Um, Sunday nights, Saturday nights, rainy days. That's yeah. the kind of film that we watch it for. Yeah. Um, out of ten, what are you gonna go with? I'm gonna give it six. It's seems fair. Um, I feel it shouldn't deserve any more than that. You know, it's very disposable, like we've just said. Yeah. It's it didn't worry me. I'm gonna go six point five. Okay. Only because it's it's Kunis and McKinnon. They're the only thing to make it like a real. Yes. I've it so many extra points. In this. I, it, if it wasn't for them to have been such I good double. Five. Not, I kind of almost want them to go off and like be like a little tag team now. Yeah, do other know? films do it, like almost like the the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. Well, I'm thinking Will Ferrell and yeah, um, yeah. John C. Riley. Yeah, know, stuff they've done quite a lot of stuff together. So I'd like to see them do do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd totally watch that. Um, yeah, so six point five. So like I said that's it's a recommendation. You still watch it. Yeah, and you weren't hating it for every minute you watched no. it. No, but you would definitely not be watching again properly. Um, so yeah, so it's still out. So by all means, people go and see that one. Um, second film is an unusual one. It's called Alpha. Yeah, this one, this uh, this film. If it wasn't for yourself yeah. in this podcast, this would not have been on my radar at all. Yeah. But not a bad thing. Something to be surprised by. Something. So directed by Albert Hughes, who is part of a double team, um, the Hughes brothers. Um, they directed the film called Men's Society, Dead Presidents, Book of Eli. You ever seen Book of Eli? Yes. The Denzel film. So the, the guy can direct. You know, he's a good. They know what it is. But he's branching out doing his own, like rather than working as a pairing. So there's always that interest of guys who've always worked together, doing something, you know, separate from that. You want to know, you know, how much of his, um, you know, it's collaboration. You know, they've come together with an idea and it's the, the, the collaboration that makes an idea. It's him maybe not bouncing off as much of someone else. He's making all decisions, decisions himself. So quite an interesting idea. It's quite interesting to see what he does. Um, the plot of this film, it's set, was it 20,000 BC? Yes. Yes. Uh, and it basically falls, it's a, a young hunter um, and his father and the tribe go out to on the annual hunt. Um, is it bison hunting? Yeah, yeah uh, buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo hunting. Um, anyway, while on that adventure or that hunting trip, the young boy gets injured and falls off a mountain, essentially, and they assume he's dead, which yeah. he would because it's a big mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he does land on a ledge. But then it, there's no way to get to him. Yes. Yeah, so and he, so they just assume he's dead. dead. Yeah, they assume he's dead. <coughs> he then survives by reasonable but in the film um, and on the way he is attacked by dogs and he injures an animal he injures one of the dogs yeah, he yeah. Stabs it. but he then nurses it back to health yes. he's, 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 he's kind of like a caveman with a soul yeah but a bit, bit, bit heart about him because that, what he's seen in the the wolf uh, when he stabbed it and the other pack of wolves ran off and left it was him was him essentially yeah, yeah so he and then basically it's a, it's a bonding the wolf then takes him on his friend essentially they become yeah. a, a, a double act um, and it's, this is sort of the first example or first sort of idea imagining of humans and dogs becoming yeah. a 
like a partnership with uh, human beings domesticating dogs and the sort of way how that impacted society in general and how it changed the world because yeah. it allowed us to do so much more stuff. And as um, we all know, every single dog in the world has came from wolves. Yes, so. absolutely. Um, so in the film you've got Corey Smith McPhee, who plays the young boy. Yes. He's from the road. Mm-hmm. He's also in X-Men and also Slow West. Okay. So, oh, he's, a, he's got pedigree, he seems like he's an actor. Uh, Morgan Freeman does the uh, voiceover. Yes. I wonder what he got paid for that, because he said maybe four lines in the whole film. Yeah. Bit of the start, bit of the end, and that's it. Uh, I guess, I guess a pretty penny. You're probably paying for like his time more than anything. Yeah, I mean, and the, the, the voice there, the voice is there, and so you hear that voice, you're... That's it, you know. You know who he is? Yeah. Um, also, his dad is played by the experience, Jonas Johansson. Who is a big fucking Icelandic man? Mm-hmm. He, he's a big lad. Yes. Um, he's in Game of Thrones. Don't know what he's done in Game of Thrones, but he is a big Nordic-looking gentleman. Yes. Yeah. So be aware of him. Um, so yourself, what do you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It had, like you said, like um, if it wasn't for yourself recommending this, I would probably not have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the visuals of it as well. It looks stunning at times. It, it was very reminiscent of um, the first 300 movie where like, things were like a single shot, like uh-huh. almost like a panel out of a comic book yes, or something. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying there, yeah. yeah. With the cat background and then they, they're maybe doing something. Uh-huh, yeah, but um, it felt like almost a still background. Yes. Yes, yes you're saying, yeah. um, I don't know what the technical term is for that, yeah. but <laughs> whatever that style is. It looked good. Yes. I like some of the, the shots fit into each other, how the camera would like, sort of do a spin into the stars and then you and suddenly break and all of a sudden it turned into fire. It's, it's, it was really it was visually very interesting the way yeah, that you yeah. kept, we kept these shots and the story of the, and the narrative rolling along. I really liked that part of it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they, it was just a nice story between man and dog. Yeah. You know? It felt very similar to something like The Reverend. Yeah, yeah. So it had a lot of kind of Reverend in it. Um, I've got a few other things I'm thinking of, but it, it reminded me of it's actually Slow West. It's another film that Cody McPhee was in. It's a cowboy film, but the same idea of this sort of desolation and sort of like trying to survive mm. um, was there. Um, like I said, I visually thought it looked fantastic. Um, some of these sort of, the big, the white shots you were talking about, it looked, they were excellent. But there's a couple of shots where it's sort of it's panning across the landscape and it looked a little, not cheap, but it did seem a little bit maybe five, six years ago CGI. Okay. It, you know what I mean? It sort of it felt a little bit. Not naff, but you felt like, oh, like, oh you, you notice it. You know, yeah. It's like you always said, if, you, if it's bad CGI or even average CGI, you, you notice. notice it. Yeah. Especially uh, now, because the bar's so high. Yeah, exactly. It's um, crazy how high the bar is. And I watched it in um, 3D. Okay. Which I will say this time, it actually did add something to it. Oh, nice. Because the scene, particularly when you see the start, when you see the buffalo going off over the remote, yeah, yeah. the camera's sort of above that at one point. Oh. That was very disconcerting watching that. Ah, yeah. Um, and just generally, I, I'm. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, there's, there's a lot to enjoy in it. It's definitely it's, it's maybe pitched as a blockbuster, which is really not. No, I think it's definitely like said uh, it's definitely like the revenant crowd would enjoy it. Like a slow burner, like just it's not for your. It's not a blockbuster. It's not a summer blockbuster. No, like no, definitely any not. stretch of the imagination. It's quite a slow narrative. Yeah, it's real slow. And it's kind of a bit, bit disjointed at times as well, because like, it sort of will jump forward in time. You go like, how, like the bit where you run away from the wolves into the snowstorm, and all of a sudden he's in a cave. You're going like, how? how? Like, yeah. But you assume something happens, you know, and, you, and also it's not there's no real explanations given at times. You know, you just have to sort of work out what he's doing yourself, which is again not a bad thing. You don't have to always put everything. Um, like you know, on front street, you can actually, you can actually allow the audience to understand what's going on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, all those lost, that's what I was thinking of. It's kind of like ah, okay. similar to that one. Okay. Um, 
the conclusion I thought was a little bit too Hollywoody. Yeah. It, I mean, it might be. I'm not going to say true. We can't ever say it's not true, but it felt like it felt like. Oh, it felt like oh, that seems a little bit. A bit naff. Yeah. You know, it felt like well, oh, that's a bit. I've done that before, type thing. I a bit nah. cheesy. Um, also, this is really dumb. Not dumb. This is it's a really sort of weird thing to say. I thought the clothing looked too modern. Yeah, that's what I was going. I, I was actually going to talk, uh, speak to you about this off mic, but yeah. hey, we're here now, innit? Yeah. I think that's. When it comes to that kind of stuff, I always find it really hard to relate to that uh-huh, or, yeah. or really get into the world because I've got no reference of yeah. like the jackets, like you said. It looks stitched, like properly stitched. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as we know, like Inuits and all that have made jacket type uh-huh. stuff, but that like this where this film is set is even before any of that kind uh-huh. of stuff. So you're sitting there like surely realistically they would just have like cloth. Like, I think you could like, something like, like animal cloth draped uh-huh. on them. It wouldn't be like a, a jacket and a hood and all that. It, it possibly could be. Like it, it, it probably, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's my problem. Like, but that's why. Something looked, it looked like something like I'm sure you could buy that in like Topman or something. Yeah. You know, it felt it did feel like sort of like, and it, it kind of threw me a little bit. It's yeah. almost like if someone was like sort of dressed up as a caveman for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. They would really put a jacket on you, put some. Like put some like maybe like a bit of fluff on it, and you go like, oh, that's just like an animal jacket. Like it, it felt, it felt that felt cheap to me. Yeah, and also as always, I always bring this up. They were too clean. He had a little tiny mustache yeah. at one point. Yeah, but it's like these guys are like cavemen. They're not gonna be like perfectly clean. They were very clean cut, very yeah. well shaven and stuff yeah. like that. And then um, just general cleanliness. Uh-huh. You know. No, I agreed. And Perfect Teeth, I think, they all had as well, which you figured might not be the case. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like I said, like, one of the few films that's done it well has been The Road, where you kind of got this feeling of grubbiness uh-huh. from the world and the characters in it. It's a dirtiness. Yeah. It's a real nastiness to it, yeah. Um, but that's, that is a small complaint. Yeah, I, yeah. I generally yeah. did quite yeah. like it. That's I, a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I did really like the boy in it, McPhee. I thought yeah. he was really good. Yeah. I thought the whole film kind of basically relies on him after the first maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. When you get a bit more of a sort of it's a group effort. Mm-hmm. So the next, after the group basically leave him and abandon him, it's basically an hour and 10 minutes of basically all him. Yeah. There's n- almost nothing else of. And he carried it well. He does. And for a guy who is pretty young and he's you know, a really insane situation, it's, it does really actually make it yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you think yourself out of 10? I'm going to go 7.5 because like I said this is this was like a real gem it would never have been in my radar uh-huh. but with your recommendation yeah. and also recording on our podcast yep yeah. you know go and see something you might all go and see exactly exactly yeah um, what about yourself man? same 7 not 7.5 seven, 7 ok I, said I enjoyed it more than I thought I would and I really went into it with a lot of like unsureness unsure- about it yeah uh, I did tell Jill that we were going to go see a film about a uh, first animal so that's dog human sort of like sort of relationship and try to become like friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think in her mind she was thinking it was like a Disney a Disney film. Oh no. So she was like, like you know, a talking dog and, a, and like a raccoon sidekick. <laughs> and then in the first ten minutes like, the, like everyone's talking and like sort of like Norwegian or yes. Icelandic. She's like Oh sorry, that's all I think it is. Subtitles. Subtitles, yeah. Yeah, she's like going, what, what the hell is this? And she's like so she calmed down when sleep. Oh, for, oh well. uh, so she tuned out. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's it's not for everyone this film. Yes. Um, if you it, like the Revenant, you'll love this. Yes, definitely. You know. um, the, like I said, I think, the, again, you've not seen many trailers, but I saw a few trailers for it in the cinema during um, the breaks and all stuff. The trailers did pitch it as a sort of action oh. movie for the summer, or, you know, that thing. 
and that missells it a little bit. It's definitely not, it is more not quite art house, but it is a more artsy yes. kind of film than uh, than what you would expect. So that didn't bring it down in my thinking. I like that part of it, but I think that a lot of people who might want to go and watch it. Yeah, you'll get a lot of people like Jill who turn up expecting something and not get it, and no. then just be like. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, and missing out on it. But they've got the money from her, so they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And be a 7 out of 10 for that, 7 out of 5 out of 10 for yourself. So, yeah, so definitely both films are saying you can enjoy them kind of different ways, but they are both enjoyable movies. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. definitely worth the time. And that is us for this week because, like I said, we are talking on a Wednesday a little bit earlier, so we're not seeing as much. Um, so, next week will be a pretty epic week, I think, the look of it. It's like yes. pretty hefty. Um, so, still out, we've not seen. Um, it's Black Klansman yes which I'm really looking forward yeah, to yeah it's on my radar yeah, as well yeah. also definitely for that was a cracking movie so we're going to talk about that next week um, I'm going to see Slenderman in about an hour so nice. I'm looking forward to that um, we've also got The Happy Time Murders Ooh, which, nice. have you seen The Happy Time Murders? I have seen the trailer and you want to see it? oh absolutely yeah really looking forward to that um, and also we've got The Children Act which is sort of very high drama looks okay. very, very very meaningful drama oh, okay. um, about a girl woman who, um, a judge who's got his past judgment on a Jehovah's Witness case where the, the kid is underage but he doesn't want treatment and now the family giving people because of the logic reasons don't, they don't have certain that's right yep. yep and basically she's got to talk to the boy and decide like should I force treatment on him or should I just basically go by his wishes and so it's idea how much is he brainwashed by his his parents that believe in this stuff and you know so quite looks quite interesting uh, it's, what is that it's like um, they're not down for like blood transfusions yeah, uh, like, yeah 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 um, so that's out now. I'm going to go see that tonight as well. So I'm going to definitely knock out tonight. Cinema and film. That nice yin yang yeah, of randomness. Yeah. Um, out new next week, you've got Yardy. Okay. Which is uh, Idris Elba one. Okay. Idris Elba. So uh, a Jamaican kid escaping from Kingston and coming to London and basically getting the same trouble where I got to in Kingston during I think, I think I want to say 70s and 80s. Okay. But I'm not really sure entirely sure the, the, the era. Um, and starting basically a war in London for like they were drunk some guns or something. But yeah. it's, it's interesting. Okay. You've got Action Point, which um, is about uh, you said you told me the true story. I realise it is a true yeah. story, or a, a hyper-realised true story. Yes, it's yeah. all about a theme park yeah. in America. Um, I want to say New Jersey, but don't quote me on that. It's, I want to say Connecticut, but I mean, you mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's somewhere yeah. in America, and it's it's essentially a water park in the seventies. And people just keep on getting hurt because yeah. there's like no health and safety. Oh, um, it's got Johnny Knoxville in it. Yes, he's played the park owner. And okay. Basically, it's, you see them basically hurting each other. So it's basically a jackass in a theme park with a, a good story in it. Yeah. So probably not dissimilar to Bad Grandpa to the okay. degree, something like that. Okay. But it, the story itself about Action Point, which is on if you get a chance to do the Dollar Podcast about it, yes, is very funny. It's yes. an insane situation of how that even plays managed to steal for as long as it did. Ah, it's um, mental. I sense this film will not quite do it as much justice. Mm as the story deserves yeah it almost feels like you should just do a documentary on it yeah, that, because it is that mental that's more interesting yeah Yeah. and you've also got out this week you've got a film called Searching which is sort of a weird whodunit story done through the internet and through sort of social uh, media it, it's John Cho in it who yeah. I really like an actor um, and it looks like it's a lot more interesting than you than I really expected and um, so I'm definitely intrigued by it more than I thought it would be. I've seen the trailer for it, I'm like, you know what, this could actually be something. Yeah. Um, it could also be absolutely rotten and be more in that unfriended vein. Yeah. But it's got me, the trailer got me intrigued. Okay. And you also got a film called Upgrade, which I can't remember what it's about, but it's out as well. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping to see all eight of these Oof. in the next Champion. in the next seven days. I know I'm going to definitely see two. Two. So, you know, I can 100% guarantee I'll see two. Black Man's been in Happy Time? Yes. Okay. Anything after that is a progressive bonus. <laughs> okay. So. Um, 
you want to tell people where to find us? Yeah, sure, man. You can find us at Three Beers in a Movie uh, on all the social medias Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it's us. That's and us, so I've been Richard, you've been. Okay. And you've been listening to. Three Beers in a Movie.